Welcome to the Cheryl and Shirley show. Today I have a guest, Chris Inda. Chris is running for the school board, local school board here in Wisconsin Rapids. Welcome to the show, Chris. Uh, yeah, thank you, Shirley. Yes, I am. How are you? Yep, I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Good. I just thought maybe we'd start off with um, you introducing yourself and telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, great. I've been in the uh, Rapids area here for about the past uh, 15 years. My uh, wife and uh, my two kids, uh, you know, we both live here. Just starting to get into that uh, pre-K, first grade range uh, for our two kids. And that's kind of really what's got me uh, interested in the school board to begin with. That's great. We're glad to have you standing up and stepping up and running because we all know that it's not an easy thing to do. And I know that you ran last year. That's fantastic. So you do have some name recognition and I'm seeing your signs around the area. I just wanted to ask a couple of questions that I think both people are interested in knowing this. So why are you running for school board? Right. The biggest thing that got me interested, and like you said, I ran last year. So last year, there was a lot of uh, concern about uh, children attending school be it with uh, COVID still uh, more prevalent, you know, whether or not it was safe and all this. But really what I saw, though, was a lot of maybe a distrust from the you know public regarding current school board. It's really the relationship there seemed fractured. That's kind of what got me started on this. And then as I really started to dig deeper, you know, just found out a lot more stuff that, you know, for instance, uh, test scores uh, have been on the decline and not only just with COVID and the pandemic, uh, but prior to that. So that's, you know, there's just been a lot more that I've been able to uncover. It's been a concern. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. That's kind of what got me involved in just talking to people and finding out more information. And it is pretty interesting to see how dismal our schools are doing right now. And that's why I'm really happy to see new people standing up to run. It's not an easy job. I know that. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast too. I also noticed there's a declining enrollment. And that's something that I think is something we should, you know, hit on too, is how many kids are leaving the school district. We see the enrollment going down steadily, but we do not see the hiring going down steadily. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's interesting Yeah, you bring that up. Um, yeah. Enrollment certainly has gone down and, and whether it's at home schooling or going to another uh, district, it's, it's certainly, uh, you know, something to keep an eye on and how can we reverse that trend? Uh, obviously, I think communication is important and that's between uh, parents, teachers, uh, you know, everyone. There's got to be trust between everyone. Uh, first of all, you want to empower these, you know, everyone, the, the parents and teachers to, to be able to feel like they have that uh, voice. Um, Absolutely. As far as, you know, the enrollment, you know, circling back to that, like you said, the jobs, you know, aren't leaving uh, enrollments down but our spending has actually gone up, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I've noticed, and, and this has kind of been in the community as far as, uh, you know, perception is that, so when our local mill shut operations down in 2020, you know, a lot of people thought that was going, you know, that's a result of, of lower enrollment. Um, however, uh, actually in my profession as a real estate agent, you know, looking at the, the market numbers, there, there was not an increase in, in the amount of homes that went up for sale from the mill closure. I don't know that I see uh, that people were moving away from the area as a result of this uh, declining enrollment. I, I think it has more reflect on our uh, you know, education. Yes, I believe that is true. I, I believe that many people did not leave the area. And 
I think they just pulled their children out for many reasons. I know the school did a survey, information from that survey that does state that there are some real issues in the schools. So that's interesting to hear you say that and to hear you say it from a perspective as being a realtor, which definitely has information on who's moving in and who's moving out of the area. Let's go on and say, I mean, we've talked a little bit about what do you think some of the good and bad and the strengths and weaknesses are of the district here? Yeah, sure. So um, our teachers are... A huge asset, huge strength. You know, they're the ones with our kids. These are the people that we need to, like I mentioned before, uh, give them all the tools that they need to succeed. And, you know, empower them. The best assets we have uh, for for the absolutely. Education. You know, Absolutely. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, communication, that trust factor between, I think, the parents and the district, uh, being able to come to a common ground, and have a common goal, I guess, is, is a better way of putting it for our, our future outlook, have some type of realistic goals that we want to meet, have them measurable and, and be held accountable for those goals. Absolutely. Uh, that's so a great answer to that. I, that's... I think that's one part, you know, our, our we have a, a district plan, um, but, you know, I think uh, it's something that needs to be reviewed, maybe updated, be accountable. One of the issues that I did want to hit on was, you know, basically one of the questions is, will you hold the district accountable for the problems we face with student achievement? And do you have any ideas to help in this area? Obviously, we need to work together. And you just hit on that quite a bit. We do have to work together. And that means community involvement as well. We need to get more community uh, individuals and businesses involved in what's going on in our schools. When you look at the building, like when you drive by and you see the building, the outside of it, everyone was saying this, driving by on 16th Street and seeing what's going on at Lincoln High School. That's great. It's sort of like um, reading a book. You know, you can't judge a book by its cover. And I think that's what we're seeing. And I appreciate you bringing that uh, forefront we need to talk about it openly. That's part of the problem too, is yeah. we just need to be able to communicate openly to anyone and everyone that we need to. Absolutely, Cheryl. And, and you know, it, it's uh, not, you know, one singular issue. It never is. Always uh, multiple factors in, in any uh, walk of life, in any issue or discussion. It takes a village to, ra to raise a child. Certainly, the, you know, we want to make sure the district, uh, the teachers, the administration, they're doing the best they can. Uh, but it's also that parent involvement as well. Teachers, as great as they are, you know, they can't do it alone. We need to see that there's that support on the home front from, from the parents, especially for the kids that maybe are, are struggling a, a little and and if it's uh, making sure they're getting more support time at school the after hours or uh, summer school programs whatever uh, that they might need extra support for them as they need it sure absolutely i think it's wonderful when we support our great teachers i really do we need great teachers we need them not to leave the district and lately we have seen that uh, i think last year alone like 38 teachers left this district which is shocking to me now some are retiring, but some are resigning. There's something going on and we need to dig into it further and find out. We all know that COVID had something to do with a lot of the issues. As we've looked into the past, uh, we've seen that this has been going on long before COVID hit the decline in the in the uh, reading and math scores. It's just been significantly going down and same with enrollment. There are issues that we need to face and I think we need to face them together as a community and as a school board. It's not us against anybody. That's the problem is I see that the school board right now is like the people are against them. That's not true. Right. They don't understand the concept of being a board. You bring diverse 
people onto a board and you have to work together as a board and you have to function together. That's what I was going to ask about. Um, would you be willing to work with other board members to make sure that we can move the district forward? And like, what kind of a difference would you bring to the board? Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm a realtor and, and, you know, so I work with a lot of different people. And so working with different board members, I feel is a strength of mine that, you know, engage in diverse ideas, different uh, backgrounds and trains of thought. My my goal is to meet with every school board member, get some background between the two of us. Let's, let's come to some common ground. Let's see where we are, agree and disagree and how we can come together. You know, so I certainly want to start there to, to elaborate a little on your point about, you know, the teachers and them leaving. We want to make our teachers obviously feel welcome. We want to empower them. If they're leaving, uh, you know, they're not leaving because they love the job. We've got something going on that's causing them to leave. And, and to find that out, to, to see what's going on, to get into the schools, learn what the difficulties are. We certainly, you know, one thing we can work better on. Absolutely. I know that you came from a military background and I did too. And so chain of command is really important in my world. I still use it. You can ask my husband and son many times. I still pull rank, you know, that's how it works in this family. Chris. <laughs> so, but anyway, I do look at it as that, as a leader and, and as somebody steering the ship. I believe the school board is the top leadership. And then it goes down to administration, the superintendent, of course, and then down to other administration and down to the staff and in aides and everyone else. We all have to work together as a team to make this better for the children. That's probably the most important issue of all is the children and the students in our school district. And that's what has driven me to get involved in this and to talk to candidates and to find out where they stand. I do believe that um, you being a realtor is very helpful as well because you do work with with lots of different people and people that move into this area. So you hear Zillow or something, you can see grades of schools in the area. Yep. We really need to work on that because we should be a top rated school. I understand that the superintendent, not to take anything away from anyone, but he's the fifth highest paid superintendent in the state. And we're circling down the toilet. That bothers me. That means there's a leadership problem. I do believe that we knew we need change on this school board. We really do. The direction has to be towards getting new people on there that really have an interest. And I know you have children in the district, so you certainly have a very high interest. And I appreciate that very much. And I just kind of wondered, do you have any ideas on how you would maybe work to get, because you do have a business, um, maybe more businesses and community members involved so that they feel like they can come to a school board meeting and feel comfortable? I watch them on YouTube mainly because I many times don't have time at that time to go there. Just ideas on how to get community individuals involved and businesses. Yes, a lot of that is meeting with uh, our, our community, being involved. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm involved in different uh, groups here, uh, United Way, getting out and talking to these individuals, giving them that voice mm -hmm. and whether they, they can make the board meeting uh, in person or do it virtually, great. But uh, having someone that they can talk to, listen to their problems and then, you know, follow through with those those issues they have like you said it's uh, the school board is top level and they're they're guiding that ship in that direction uh, but we've everybody's involved in it and we've got it right now i think there's a lack like you said of, of community and maybe parents having that ability to to do their job in the school and education and our children so giving them uh, that voice empowering on them to do their part of it, uh, daily routines, uh, but also taking that initiative to meet with uh, all the schools and and the community uh, businesses, talk to them, see what they're looking for and what ideas they have. Right. Uh, you know, I think the best way to go about doing it. Yeah, I think so too. And there is one thing that that is a something that people have talked to me about many times when I talk to people in the community, and I 
tend to talk to a lot of people, I think probably because of this, you know, I'm like Columbo now, Chris. I, I say one more thing, please. <laughs> one more thing, ma'am. You might not know who Colombo is, but I, I do. So. Well, you're, uh, I do know who he is. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. Before my time, but that's okay. Yeah, all right. That's all right. Um, but yes, I do. I kind of say one more thing, please. And one of the issues that I hear about are the behavior in the schools and how do we make our schools safe? We want to send our kids to a school that's safe. That's really a concern. And there's many people that talk to me about that. And I know that you're not on the school board yet, but I do know that you are a parent that does go to the school board meetings and that have children in this district. They're young, but they are going to move up in school. And we really have to start concentrating on what do we do to make it safer? And do you have any ideas on that? Yeah. Kind of like I mentioned before as well, but also with uh, seeing where these kids, you know, are struggling. We're, you know, we look at them at the data. We, we know which schools have maybe higher rates of incidents, maybe police getting called. We're focusing on, on the ones that, not necessarily just one of them, all of them, but we, we want to focus on the, on the big issues to start. But getting involved, these, these issues happening because maybe there's there's not enough uh, support uh, from school or from home where where's their disconnect there um, absolutely they, maybe the teachers or, do maybe the teachers do need more help more support right right you know and, and let's work on that be more uh, activities or programs available to occupy time uh, so that these issues aren't uh, able to happen. Mm -hmm. That's great. I have also been on the school website and I do a lot of digging and looking at things. And one thing that has come to my mind, kind of confuses me a little bit, is policies, the policies. If you go to the school website and you look at the policies, and I'm saying this to anybody that's going to listen out there, please, please go to the school website, look at the district uh, policies and when you click on them you can click on them all the way down i think it's 100 to maybe 900 or something the issue here is that what i've seen when i look is policies have not been updated since like 2000s or the early 2000s it's 20 23 years later will you commit to maybe looking having like some kind of policy ad hoc committee or, or even yeah. Yes. We have to have something that brings these policies up to date. Imagine how much has changed just since COVID. Found out recently that there was no, uh, there was an ice day or something like that recently. And I had a grandparent reach out to me and stated that there was no information given to the student who had the day off. They had to check in via their laptop at 10 in the morning and two in the afternoon. No instruction. Yep. So they didn't do any schoolwork. What? Yeah. what? And then I went online to see if there was a policy that addressed this because we have had virtual school since COVID happened. Why wouldn't there be a policy if you have a school day that's out that should be an instruction day? Yep. So I'm really concerned about the policies here and people may not understand all that goes on in making a policy or or how you get a policy approved and all but they have to be reviewed every so often and yeah. there should be a policy committee or something that is reviewing those policies and Absolutely. and i just want to make sure that you will commit to that because i do think that is extremely important some of the issues that are going on in the schools right now are because the policies aren't updated yeah no and i'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up yeah, because it's a point that i wanted to, to bring up myself as well that i've noticed uh, recently is a, a seems to be a trend and and whether it's something that's being done purposely or not when we have inclement weather forecasted it seems that our school days are, are schooled being canceled uh, ahead of time which you know i'm all for safety when you know on occasion the next day the weather maybe wasn't as severe as was predicted so now we've just canceled a school day how many parents uh, work and whether there's one parent or there's two and they both work coordinate that take the time off and that happens anyway in a school day. I get that. But now 
we're using the virtual learning as our substitution for a snow day, a school day or a day off. Now, so not only are parents scrambling to find uh, childcare or taking the day off, now we're adding you know, them to do homework. And, and you know, maybe if you're older, you're in high school, you, you can do that on your own. There's not as much. However, I mentioned I've got, you know, younger kids. So now you've just put a bunch of homework on my plate. My wife and I both have, have jobs and we're trying to do our work while we're, tr- you know, trying to do our children's, uh, you know, raising right, that. Right. And, and, and I don't, again, I don't know if that's being done purposely to avoid uh, making days up at the end of the year or not, but uh, I feel, you know, it might be, taken advantage of if policies aren't put in place. Right. And how is that going to help us increase our reading and math scores? How is that going to help? I'm not sure I understand that. So the concept um, says to me that we need some type of a policy in place that will make sure that that is addressed because you're right. Many people are working and some work different hours. They may not be able to be home all day long, make sure that their child is doing what they're supposed to be doing. But if you're just told to check in at 10 and 2, you have no instruction on what you're supposed to do. There are virtual schools. I know this for a fact because my son did one for a year and a half. Virtual schools out there that literally have classrooms at certain times. You have to like click your mouse on raise my hand, ask questions. And this should be happening here. If they have a day out of school, there should be teachers online teaching those classes, especially if it's an instruction day. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have snow days. It's obviously everywhere has that. Yep. Uh, I came from a place that we didn't get really snow days. It had to snow 20 inches in a very short time to get a snow day. I understand you don't want school buses and children out in ice. I get that. Like you said, when you have parents that are working and trying to get everything done that they need to get done, you have to do the schoolwork, right. helping with the schoolwork. You're 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 not yeah, a teacher. Grandma and grandpa are maybe watching them, um, or you've got a, a last minute babysitter who is also off school, but you know maybe they're in high school. You can't put that on those you know those those individuals Correct. to Correct. do that homework for those younger kids. Yeah, uh, you know. So so like you said, yeah, we certainly need to address that policy. Twenty years ago, well, I would have just been graduating high school myself. So you know. <laughs> Things have certainly changed, uh, and, and yes, that policy needs to be updated. Internet was still somewhat in infancy, uh, just growing, and look where it is now. We, we need to address uh, and update with with our uh, you know current uh, yes. economy and you know our, our education standards. Well, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you would be someone who would be open to looking into the policies. That would be one of my first uh, setting up an ad hoc policy review committee or something. We get started on looking at these policies from number one all the way down. I guess, you know, we know that school board is a nonpartisan position. Can you and will you work with all members on the board to represent what's best for our students? I think that's probably one of the most important parts of all of this is it seems like we're so fractured out here right now. We have to learn to listen to everyone. What I care about is that we get the right people on the school board that will make the commitment to work together as a board, maybe even implement self-board evaluations. Imagine that. Something that this district does not do, which is no policy in place for a board of education here in Wisconsin Rapids to do an evaluation, a self-evaluation. It's so important to find out where your strengths and weaknesses, like we talked about earlier. I just want to mention that, you know, there is, it's not partisan. This is about doing what's right for your community and serving the district and the children and the students and the staff and making sure that we have safe schools. Kind of want to make sure that I know that you will work together with anyone on the board to look in that direction. 
Right. So, you know, I've, I've read through a publication here. It's a, a center for public education. It's called Eight Characteristics of an Effective School Board. This is something that, you know, I believe as well. Uh, effective school boards are accountability driven, spending less time on operational issues and more time focused on policies to improve student achievement. So that first part, accountability driven is huge. We need to make a, a plan, you know, have a concrete plan, goals set in stone and have a, have a way to be held accountable to that. Effective school boards also are going to be able to communicate with each other, being able to collaborate. Like I mentioned uh, when we started, it's, you know, meeting with each other uh, school board member, individual, discussing what our goals are, uh, what our shared commitment to student achievement looks like, the, the quality of instruction. Uh, so having those clear goals defined. And, and where we uh, differ, okay, uh, let's see what compromise we can uh, agree on. But we have to have that shared, uh, you know, belief system and values about the education for our children. Absolutely. Well said. And great that you brought that up, the eight characteristics of a, of a effective school board. That's really very interesting. And if people haven't seen that, maybe, I don't know if you have that posted on your page or anything, but no, you certainly I don't, but that's, that's a certainly a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You certainly should. I, I would do that. And I, I do think that you are someone who is going to stand up for what's best for our students. And I appreciate that very much. It's really hard you know, getting out there and, and talking to people and making sure that everyone knows what you want to do to help the district. It's hard. It's not easy. And I know that. So I appreciate you stepping up, appreciate you doing the interview. And I just wanted to kind of end a little bit. People want more information on you. Is there a place, do you have any events scheduled or is there a place that they can find information about your campaign? Do you have Facebook or other well, social media? Absolutely. So yeah, first would be Facebook. So it's simply uh, just Chris Inda uh, for school board. So you can go there. Uh, I am planning a uh, meet and greet, which will be coming up. I, I don't have the date confirmed yet, but I will post that on Facebook once it is uh, scheduled. Please, uh, you know, follow my page. Be aware when that will be coming up. Going back to, you know, having these, my, my own children and coming up in the schools, being a concerned parent as well, wanting the best for them. And, and that's where all this really comes from. Uh, everyone wants the best for their, for their kids. Instead of leaving things to chance, you know, I want to make sure and let's do the right thing here. Let's, uh, some diverse ideas like you mentioned, and uh, let's let's take this in the next step in the, in the right direction. Right. I appreciate that very much. And I agree with you. And one thing that I am going to point out is that uh, there are five candidates running. One is an incumbent. Three people out of the five have agreed to do an interview, and Chris is one of them. Two did not. The incumbent and a Kathy Stebbins-Hintz did not agree to do an interview. I've offered everyone and I would be very fair to everyone. I think it's a good public service to get the information out. And so I appreciate you doing the interview, Chris, and uh, thank you so much for your time. I know you're very busy. I appreciate it. And I also, you know, please go to Chris Inda's Facebook page for school board. Check him out. Take a look. And if you you have questions for him, write them in there. Ask him. He'll answer them. Yep. Feel free to message me uh, anything uh, specific or, or post it. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your platform, um, you know, bring these topics, uh, you know, discuss them a little further. Well, I, I thank you so much for being so open about it and honest. And we just need to move the school district forward. And I know that you know that I can tell just by talking to you. And I appreciate your time. Chris, you have a great day, everyone. Uh, over and out, the Cheryl and Shirley Show. We are on our podcast. And we also have a link and a website at slabarpodbean.com. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Facebook. I will be posting this link soon. So keep following. And thank you so much. Most of all, be informed about your board members, people, candidates running for school board, candidates running for anything in your local communities. It's so important in this day and age. Over and out. (laughs) 